Hi, I'm Nikki Schreier, and you're listening to The Jazz Session, the original jazz interview podcast. This is episode 601 for the 25th of May 2022 and the final episode for season 14 of The Jazz Session. New York Voices are a jazz vocal quartet comprising four of my favorite musicians and people, Darman Meader, Lauren Kinnan, Kim Nazarian, and Peter Eldridge. They've been described as the gold standard for jazz vocals, timeless and masters of their art. They recently celebrated their 34th birthday and seem to go from strength to strength. Collaborations with Bob Mincer, WDR Big Band, are peppered throughout a touring career that has seen them perform on stages all over Europe, the USA, the UK, Asia and more. How do they do it? Why do they still do it? And what do they love about being part of a working band that continues to create at the highest standard? Well, listen to our conversation and you'll find out all the answers to those burning questions and more. Yes, it's all right. It's all right with me. It's the wrong time and the wrong place. Though your face is charming, it's the wrong face. It's not her face, but such a charming face that it's alright with me. It's the wrong song, in the wrong style. Though your smile is lovely, it's the wrong smile. It's not her smile, but such a lovely smile that it's alright with me. You can know how happy I am that we met. Strangely attracted to you There's someone I'm trying so hard to forget Don't you want to forget someone too? It's the wrong game with the wrong chips And though your lips are tempting They're the wrong lips They're not her lips But they're such tempting lips That if some night you're free Well, it's alright It's alright with me I'm absolutely gobsmacked that this is happening and beyond thrilled to get to share this final episode with four astonishing musicians, vocalists, and just really glorious people. Darman, Kim, Lauren, and Peter, welcome to the jazz session and thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. It's an embarrassment of riches and what's better than one brilliant musical mind, but four. And so we need to just dive in because I have so many questions. I wanted to start with the fact that you've just celebrated your 34th birthday. The year is 2022, just to be clear, because these interviews have jumped over the last couple of years, thanks to the pandemic. How does that feel? And what would you credit such triumphant longevity to? And also, can I get your plastic surgeon's numbers? Because really, I mean, 
defying gravity. That's, 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 that's just the settings that we're using on Zoom. I, there are no pores. It's, it's just gorgeous. Zoom has that soft core, you know, porn setting that I, I, I tend to, uh, no, just kidding. No, no. And I'm in the dark, so that's good. <laughs> so anyway, Nikki, to answer your question, we do, um, we do, uh, one of our greatest achievements we, we think is staying together for 34 years. And there is a, there's a great friendship between the four of us. There's great respect between the four of us. And we all have this deep well of love for this music. And uh, I think we, as a quartet, fill a void that not many people fill. And there, there seems to always be a need or an ask or a, can you do this or can you try this or there's one more thing that that we need to do as a quartet before we hang up our microphones so we're just we're just not quite done i think also that you know our our vocal jazz world i mean let's face it anybody who's listening to this uh knows that jazz is a you know kind of a little niche in the larger scale of music and then people who love vocal jazz groups tend to be a sort of a subset of that niche. And so it's, it's, it, it tends to have, we, we, you know, our opportunities to perform together are, have been over the last 34 years have been abundant, but spread out in that, you know, we, we, we're not gonna find 200 dates a year or something that's gonna just, you know, keep us absolutely completely busy. So in the process, we've always found other things to do outside of New York Voices, partly out of necessity, but also partly out of desire, whether it's uh, extensive amounts of teaching or solo work and various other things or arranging for other people, all these kind of things. And so that all of that energy away from the group, I think helps sustain the group in terms of not getting worn out with what this group brings to the table and uh, appreciating what it is. Um, and also filling our uh, our creativity, our creative desires in, in in other ways. So yeah, and who knew that that would almost be the secret sauce in a way of longevity? Because I think with anything, even as you marching into parenthood, there's like the plan of like life, and then there's what happens, right? And so I don't think if you sat the four of us down you know, 30 years ago or 33 years ago, or even before that, that this is how it would go. We would go, yeah, we're going to map this out. It makes perfect sense. Um, and so it's a beautiful thing to just sort of have it reveal itself. And we sort of regroup, you know, from time to time and go check in with each other and go, is this working? How are we doing? Um, this feels good. And also the very nature of aging in the music industry has a certain sort of humility to it that you also are not prepared for until you're faced with it. And so trying to embrace that gracefully uh, as four separate human beings who also are, you know, we we're all have our own journeys as well. So it's a really fascinating process. And I think I'm really proud of the fact that we've been able to have dialogues as we've marched along to figure out how to keep going and that it has to change as we change and so i i don't know I, th I think i'm really grateful for the my partnership with my colleagues that we've been able to sort of sort it out and and figure out ways and 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 it will continue to evolve believe me and a mellow tone. you take it easy every day play a melody and life is easy every way and a mellow tone. pretty soon the smoother you go and a mellow key Pretty soon you hear, pretty soon you know. Get a mellow 
stand. And when you sing, touch your to hear. Might as well make it sway. Life is a melody. Just listen, see what you're missing. Not swinging constantly. You wanna keep it soft and low. There's a mellow glow. You need an all about you. Some kind of mellow moment. Pretty soon you're living on love. So Pretty days ahead of pretty skies above. I'm talking about our love. I'm talking about our love. I'm talking about our living in a mellow tone. A jazz vocal ensemble is part of a subgenre or even a sub subgenre. For a niche of a niche, yes. Yes. There's an album album name. Beyond <laughs> niche. There we go. Nishi Schreier. <laughs> Nishi Schreier. I mean that's for sure. That's for real sure. <laughs> On every front, but you know, vocal jazz groups obviously harken back to. We could go back to the Andrews and the Boswell sisters, and then Lambert Hendricks and Ross and Manhattan Transfer, and there are other continents and other histories as well. And then there are all these newer ensembles popping up, which I found as an enjoyer of this niche niche genre incredibly exciting. People like Swingle Singers, Duchess, Sage. So I always thought it must be interesting to be a group of your stature and undeniable accomplishments and achievements still active and still growing within this context that is also growing and modernizing. What is your point of view, Peter? Like the fact that you guys are also at the epicenter of the subgenre and you can see what's going on around you. Well, I mean, I don't know if, I, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if we'd ever all think we're at the epicenter of, 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 anything really i think we just i think we're just always been kind of hard-working people that have been really grateful for the success we've had you know i don't feel like you know check us out and look at the you know we we just kind of kept you know we we never really had a big you know hit or never you know we we never really had that trajectory you know in terms of like well we had our boy from new york city and check us out now you know we just kind of kept you know, we just kept kind of trudging along and doing our thing. And I think, you know, the word of mouth was good. And, you know, the, the, the performances, you know, were usually pretty exciting. And, and that's kind of what we did. And we, we put on a mean workshop and we do a nice, we do a nice camp, you know? And so, you know, it's not as sexy as, as, you know, all that. We just kind of like, yeah, what we do is cool and we hope you like it too. And, you know, so it, it just feels, I, but I mean, to, to, to get to your point, to see these groups, you know, still doing it is awesome i mean you know there it's just it's it's wonderful that the that the the this 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 art form continues because it is exciting there's just nothing like hearing people sing together you know and whether they're in four parts or a unison it's just there's something about that humanity and in voices that's very compelling you know so um but yeah i you know i i it you know do do i think we're part of the lineage yeah absolutely you know um but i i, I do feel like it's it's just it's just been a great ride, you know, and and, we, and we've been really appreciative, uh, you know, yeah, we're not, we're, we are not terribly diva-esque, I don't think, and so we just, we just kind of work hard, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing that, that feels really good is when you get the, the, the arrangers out there, like the Carrie Marshes and the Jeremy Foxes that are out there, and they come up to you and they say, I'm doing this because of what you did. 
I'm here in music because I heard your recordings and I transcribed your charts and and to be to still be a beacon of light for all these students too at, at these festivals and and for teachers you know and to to give them to give them the meat and the grit that you know they can help teach their their students and to be a continuing part of the education legacy as well is um is quite gratifying yeah the um the, the education world is where we, I think I do, at least speaking for myself, that is where it really does start to sink in sometimes that how, that we have been an important cog in this pro progress of this idiom because that's where we do really feel, you know, the love and and um, and, and almost reverence to what we've done by the teachers and, and even students. It's also, although now where we, I start feeling very old, I had one of the classic ones. We just, we just did this, this big music, festival educational event up in uh, near Seattle this weekend and I had one of the one of the high school students came up and said oh this is so great to meet you my my parents were big fans I was like oh, at least they would say my grandparents I, 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 thought, I thought you were gonna say grandparents too at this point but yeah 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 oh, I know I was and the operative and the operative word was my parents were were big <laughs> fans are they yeah, not big fans now, now, now what they've happened moved on. they moved on I mean, what's, yeah, okay, so again, a reminder, you can time out. Now, now, they, now they're more into Justin Bieber, but for a while there was, uh, yeah. no, I know, I was just, I was just down at, at the University of Miami, work, working with the students down there for three or four days, and yeah, there, there is, there's, you know, you can't help but feel a, a, there's a reverence, you know, and there's a, there's a, there's a appreciation and, and, you know, and, and Kate Reed, who's down there, she goes, I am absolutely doing this because of you guys. I am absolutely doing this job and doing, having the life I have because of you guys, you know, so, so yeah, it, not to be taken lightly, you know, it's, it's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is a big deal. Yeah. The other interesting thing that is, is that I was thinking about this recently, we've, we have been in the music industry during a time of great change. I mean, our first album came out on vinyl, not because it was hip to put it out on vinyl, because that's what music existed on. Um, well, you know, that's and it, and it came out on CD, which was kind of a new right. big deal. Oh, right. And the CD had a bonus track to encourage people to buy it. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, that's how long we've been. And, and so, and, you know, the idea of record labels and record deals and then the promotional structure of the music industry at that time. And we've kind of like, I feel like we've been sort of like swimming through this, like just absolutely tumultuous water of change and still just trying to figure out how to like stay afloat. Um, and it, which is a very humbling experience. And yet we're still afloat. We haven't sunk, you know, which I think, you know, I mean, you know, if we talk to students who are coming out of college right now, like, you know, it's always interesting when people say, you know, how, what would you recommend in terms of how we should start our career and do this? I mean, first of all, that's a very, you talk to any, you talk to 10 different groups, you get 10 different answers, but we don't even know how to really answer that question. Cause what we did when we were 23 years old, five years old, it has zero to do with what's out there now. So it's it's wild to have ridden through all this and still be kind of in the mix, but have watched all of this sort of tumultuous uh, shifting in, in what this whole industry looks like. I wanted to just add on to also that the um, that it's changed, you know, a lot of um, the, the students that perhaps are saying, you know, we inspired them, they're leading the vocal jazz departments at major learning institutions. And so a lot of us were in vocal jazz ensembles where the director was an instrumentalist, not really a singer, right? And we've also been really big proponents of really building the vocalist as being much, becoming 
embracing much more of their musicianship and building the knowledge. And so that really we're not sort of running behind instrumentalists, but we're really, really on par and equal. And so you can see that reflected in the, the amount of um, directors of vocal jazz programs who are singer slash instrumentalists slash, you know, perhaps doctorates in music. And so I, and I think that's important because many times um, you know, you might have an instrumentalist director kind of going, not able to really speak to, and how do I talk to you about your vocal instrument, right? How do I explain to you how you actually can, you know, sing the things that I want you to do? And so I think that's changed from the, from the time that we were coming up through the programs. And so I think it's kind of been a wonderful um, pollination of, of people that have come through this, this lens of like, let's build this kind of notion of building up the vocalist to be um, um, having extraordinary musicianship powers. And, and, um, and so that is, that's encouraging because I think a lot of times I, I look at a lot of these younger musicians and I had to learn it on the go and on the bandstand. And I didn't really, there wasn't a lot of formality in every way for me. And now everybody has got so many more skills and there's been so much more deep learning for vocalists. And that's why, as you look at what's going to happen for vocal groups and, in, and soloists, from, um, it's going to be, it's going to grow exponentially because it's just empowered with information and theory and all those things. And, um, and then, and then you get to see what the vocal instrument can do, which is always, always thrilling to see, you know, so that's what I think we look, we look at, at, at what's happening and we're kind of like, you know, we might not have done that back, you know, back then or even now. And, and it's, it's really exciting to see what the new voices are coming up with the new musicians. And one of the, one of the reasons for our camp to our camps is to help um, educators that perhaps didn't get a lot of formal information about vocal jazz to kind of bridge that gap and reduce the fear about leading a vocal jazz ensemble and saying, you know, the musical foundation is the same, but then you have to branch out with these other skills. And I think if you, if you come and try and do it, then you can probably teach it. Yeah. Because you have a lot in your toolbox, but you're just afraid to implement that. Yeah, but tying back into what both Lauren and Kim are saying, 20, 30 years ago, a, a vocal jazz, well, first of all, there weren't very many around, right. but if there was one, it was run by a pianist. That's what I mean. Or right. it might be, right, or it might be run by a choir person who is now struggling to figure out the jazz element. And what Kim's talking about is fusing all that together so you get all of these elements working under the same, same, uh, same. Yeah, the, the, there's less of the tragic, you know, the poor classical musician who's never swung in their lives. And I mean, you know, uh, and God bless, you know, God bless them. They just, you know, it's not their world. And these poor people have to be like, okay, boop, bop, boop, bop, you know, and they just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just terrifying for them. So, so it, it does, hopefully the camps provide information that didn't used to be there, I think, yeah. I mean, I think you're all immensely generous. And um, I love that Peter referred to them as we run a nice camp. <laughs> Uh, and you have all just reminded me of the facet of your lives as educators. Not that I forgot. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have learned with two of you, both Peter and Darman, and firsthand, and have gotten to sung, sing some of your New York Voices arrangements with um, Manhattan School of Music Ensembles. And um, 
yeah, I mean, firsthand, I can say that it's it's a completely next level thing. And the fact that you you as a group are really instrumental and pivotal in that. And as Lauren pointed out, you came from different places where jazz vocal ensemble pedagogy was either, I want to say, non-existent or like in fetal stages. Yeah. Um, so you are all undoubtedly a huge proponent of ushering that really into... I mean, yeah, the 21st century. But also, I mean, the standard is high. These camps are very nice. Very, very, very nice for <laughs> educator and for, you know, student vocalist or not even student. I think, and, and thankfully, I think we're past the, the, the era of jazz is the devil to sing. You know, from, you know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I think, you know, when I was in school, my classical teacher just like you're singing oh no 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 we're not we're, no that's not going to be good for you it's not going to be good for your voice blah 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 and i and i think now that has so shifted into versatility and you know good technique means good technique and you can do whatever you want you know but i but i think there was a time when yeah it was just like oh you know straight tone ah, you know you got to be kidding me you know so so i think that's also a new in a new phase of of education and, and technique and stuff too. Nikki, you, you mentioning Manhattan School of Music reminds me, I, there's also this interesting thing that I think, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if you really quite have talked about this. I'd be curious if Kim and Peter and Lauren, what your th thoughts are on this. But we, you know, so I was a saxophone player first. And so I definitely, you know, like the instrumentalists coming into the jazz vocal side of things. And, and I brought my, all of my instrumental sensibility and in the process of learning to be a vocalist, in, in, both as, on my own and in the context of this group, also started to then almost later on find it shifting back into like, okay, now I need to learn more about being a vocalist and you know embracing what that means in terms of the lyric and the and the and the the the, the heart and energy of that combined with all of my you know the the math of music, et cetera, et cetera. But we you know oftentimes we've been in these education situations where it's fascinating where I'm, we're trying to lift up our vocal students and help them try to keep up with the instrumental programs that they've decided to dive into. And Nikki, you know what I'm talking about at MSM, right? You know what that was like at times. Um, and, <laughs> but at the same time, I've come, come to, over time to realize we also have to try to make sure that the other people around, the other faculty, the other people understand that being a vocalist does come with its own ingredients and other challenges and other, and other pluses that are different that are that like, you know, it's not, it's what, you know, equal versus different, you know, it's like you can, you want, you want to be on equal footing, but you also don't want to just try to pretend you're all the same, you know, and that there are, these are two different, two different animals and they, they bring with them their challenges and their benefits and their plus and you know, strengths and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm dealing with that at those issues at Berkeley right now with various departments and stuff so yeah it's it's still tricky yeah it's still and there's there is a little bit of an old school you know instrumentalist versus vocalist kind of thing going on still I think a lot out there more than I actually thought and I, I kind of been feeling it visiting these different schools you're kind of like oh wow it's still there so hopefully so we've got a little work to do you know still I, I want to talk about a couple pluses a couple positive things at uh, at Ithaca College I teach the vocal jazz majors alongside classical teachers like the classical teachers are in the studio with the vocal jazz lessons. So we are cross-pollinating classical and jazz at Ithaca, which I'm just so very proud of. And at SUNY Fredonia, I have instrumentalists in my vocal jazz ensemble. 
that have come to the workshops and are like, I want to sing. I'm like, great, because I want my singers to play. So it's a, it's all, it is all about this and, and it is happening as we try to erase and eliminate those, you know, those lines that you have to cross or those boundaries. It's like, uh-uh, we all live under this umbrella. We're all responsible, right, for that. We all have to take ownership of that, but we can do it. Yeah. Well, and I also think it takes musicians, educators, vocalists of your caliber to lessen to even the playing field to call it out to, to call it to out call what it is yeah and to and to name it i do think it's and i do think it's it's helpful when it's when it's a seasoned grown-up you know it gives it it you know i don't we don't have to worry about repercussions when we name it because what what's anybody going to do to us what are you going to do not offer us a gig you're not going to you know so it's important for us to still be really powerful with our language and our advocacy and speaking to it and also it's important for Darman to speak to it as an instrumentalist because he he comes weighted and Peter weighted with like no you really have to understand instrumentalists that that there is a different mechanism with the voice and even though I I get it a little bit faster than someone who doesn't play an instrument and is solely a vocalist. I will tell you, I will tell you, and I will, I will amplify that, that it's, we have to teach it differently. We have to, we have to have empathy and also a system that helps arm them. And, and also again, continue to make sure that we're naming behaviors and past, you know, ideal ideas about things um for what they are and move them forward and give them permission to blossom in a new way and so i think every i think we have really believed in that over the years and we've uh, and we we sing tell that story all the time and i hope that that's that is part of the fruit that's 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 happening now out there that that things are have shifted and are shifting and um and we can and we'll continue to do it until we don't have a podium to speak from well i hope that doesn't happen soon after this interview lauren because then you'll be like oh those are the repercussions (laughs) 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 no but i will say in all seriousness it's fantastic that you're all talking about this and with such beautiful turn of phrase because it's actually become a theme of this season because of the vocalists and musicians who preceded you in this season many of whom are part of your community and you know and many of whom know and adore and admire the four of you as individuals and as the voices and i mean it runs the gamut from people like dominique eden luciana souza and kate mcgarry i mean these are all you know dear friends but they have been saying the same thing you know it's a different beast and it's no less of a beast and it requires x y and z and you know i'm thinking theo blackman and michael mayo as well who who is you know obviously you know a a different generation um and one of the questions i asked him was do you still find that it's a struggle for you being seen as an equal by instrumentalist peers given what he's able to do with the voice which is you know really not that different to what you're all able to do and you know, when I hear Darman improvise, it, it, there's so much of, you know, the, the lineage there. Um, and he said, yeah, it still is, which kind of blew my mind. But it's also a good sort of like, OK, this is the reality. And when you're in it, which to allude to what Peter was saying, when you're in it, you're like, OK, this is still going on because it's a big thing to 
shift and it takes time. But it also needs to be taught, you know, like instrumental teachers need to have their students sing things and you know they they need to step into other people's shoes and to be empathetic and and to try it you know try it <laughs> you do it yeah it's so easy <laughs> it's actually interesting uh you know we're obviously a proponent of the idea of a vocal ensemble and if as you know nikki again sorry referring back to msm again Again, um, some schools embrace the vocal ensemble as part of the jazz experience in the same way that the instrumental side of the program has a, has a jazz ensemble, has a big band. Um, and then there's other schools who kind of look at this, our genre as being like a, a more of a, a cousin of show choir and, you know, and they just think it's dumb and don't want any part of it. And so they don't have it as part of their fill up, as part of their curriculum. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that debate goes on and on. But the reason, one of the biggest reasons that we one of the arguments against it is like, well, how many people are going to go off and have a career at singing in a vocal jazz ensemble? Uh, and I'm always like, well, how many are going to have a career going off and playing in a big band? I mean, you know, unless you can propel yourself back to 1938, good luck. Um, you know, or or you can land a, a or, or, you're, or you're playing with Maria Schneider. Right. I mean, well, and even, and even the then, Maria Schneider is going to head off and conduct other bands most of the time and not bring all 17 people with her. Um, so, but our the, our whole goal and promoting that is that so much musicianship is learned by vocalists in the context of singing an ensemble. Vocalists oftentimes fall short because they are used to being a soloist and not have to live in certain rules that come with having to stay within a specific chord structure, learn inner parts, understand how you fit together, listen to how you blend, be a part of that sensibility and that structure, which I know is sort of the counter to the idea of jazz. Jazz is, is about freedom, but the structure that comes with this is so helpful for vocalists to start to really understand their voice in the context of an instrumental world. And then, and then be able to also embrace all of the things that you do have as a vocalist in terms of the spontaneity and the, and the creativity as a soloist. And we love it when people can kind of embrace both sides. But I think therein lies one of the beautiful things about ensemble singing in that you do embrace others, you welcome others, you make space for others. It's not just about you, me, I, right? There's a we, an us, an our, right? And, and, and to me, that's always been, something that I, I loved about ensemble singing. It's what my ears craved. It also makes us all better playmates in life. You know, you're just a better, you're just a sort of someone who, who, you know, has practiced that enough where you, you're just a good playmate and you know when to stand down and you know when to offer up something and you have instincts that are built on years of practicing sharing and empathy and we and all those things. And I do think, I mean, it's the same thing as team sports. It's like, it's a good exercise for us to go through that we, that we're not the only one in the room. And, and that's what we've kind of lost track of is that the adults in the room, so to speak, um, have lost their sense of, you know, of like we, and, and, and so that's like perhaps why we're in the pickle that we're in putting it politely. Um, so, uh, but I do think, uh, you know, for going back to circling back to vocal jazz ensembles, it's a good place to learn life life skills that you will you will use inside the ensemble and you will use when you're 
at a party and at an occasion and you know being the leader of your own band and being a member of somebody else's band being invited over to somebody else's house for dinner knowing how to be a proper guest knowing how to you know all those things it's like it's it is it is a life building skill as well and so that's why i've always been a sort of a, a proponent of you know a vocal of of the ensemble it's just um it's good it's good for people note from me Nikki to tell you how you can best support the jazz session if that's something that tickles your fancy. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of listeners who are so enthused by these conversations that they head over to Patreon to join the jazz sessions Patreon page. They become patrons. If you go to thejazzsession.com/join that's thejazzsession.com slash join. It will link you to the Patreon page and you'll be able to find out more about how you can become a member for as little as $5 per month today. So please do head over to that link if that sounds interesting and enticing to you. There are all sorts of perks to be had and there are only two tiers of membership, $5 a month or $10 a month. Take your pick. The other way that you can support the podcast is by rating or reviewing the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This takes a matter of seconds, rating it to be specific, and it helps with the podcast's visibility on web pages, in searches. It helps other folks who might be interested in these conversations find the podcast. Really important and invaluable in the world of podcasting. The other way you can support this show is by tweeting facebooking or instagramming about the show at large or about specific episodes that you know you really enjoy so please do feel free to give the show a shout out and if you tag the jazz session on any of those social media platforms i'll be sure to repost your wonderful praise and gladly so so thank you for listening and for any support that you may show the podcast now or in the near future now back to my conversation with Damon, Kim, Peter, and Lauren. We've looked at sort of the current day 
climate, not just of the world, but certainly of the jazz world and then the jazz vocal world and then the jazz vocal ensemble world. Uh, and we've looked forward to future generations and feeling quite hopeful about them. But the name of your most recent album that came out in 2019 was actually called Reminiscing in Tempo. Again, not to harp on about how incredibly impressive the New York voices are, but I think that when you reach a certain milestone, like um, 34 years old, you are absolutely entitled to reminisce. And I think it's good to reminisce. I think taking stock is as valuable as forward projections are. Your press release had a had a couple quotes that I thought were really wonderful. I'm going to read them to all of you and make you squirm with you know, discomfort. Uh, the New York voices returned to their roots, marking their 30th anniversary, because this came out in 2019, just FYI, with one of the most ambitious, accomplished undertakings in their esteemed catalogue. Went on to say, reminiscing in tempo, finds the quartet's individual chops and their collective chemistry to be as powerful as ever, foretelling yet another creative and significant span for this landmark group. How is conceiving of, preparing for, and then recording this album different to previous releases? And did the kind of, I wrote Kaplunk, but I mean, I, I suppose the gravitas of 30 plus years in this industry change anything in terms of your approach or sense of delivering this music particularly? Well, the, the, the phrase, the phrase, yeah, I mean, the, the the part of the the part that I am remembering from what you just read, you know, you said go go goes back to our roots, and I think in that sense, what this CD did was, um, it went back to our sort of eclectic sensibility, and that's that's in some ways has been, at times, a challenge to navigate because, the industry tends to want to sort of put you into a more specified category, you know, uh, are you a bebopper? Are you a fusion player? Are you a, you know, a singer songwriter? Are you a funk player? You know, what are you? And we're just, we just like a lot of music and we like to put our sound into that music. And one t tune could be a Duke Ellington tune like reminiscing in tempo. And another one could be a Brazilian tune that we like to sing by Yvonne Leans, and the next one could be something that one of us wrote in our own compositions, and then one is a you know as a, a transcription of a piano piece from a Cuban composer from the late 1800s. We don't care, whatever, uh, or it could be a, a, a you know a, a pop tune from you know from somebody in the past uh, that we put our stamp on if we if we can find a way to, to kind of give it a sound that feels good and that's so in that way it's an album that feels a little like a new york voices concert where we kind of go here we're going to bounce around a bunch and you know the, the all under the umbrella of our four-part sensibility and so this this album was a combination of you know it's funny i, I think the reminiscing part of, of the title i mean we didn't we didn't think of that ahead of time that happened to be one of the titles of one of the songs on the album and often as you all as you know you've gone through the same thing sometimes you're choosing one of the songs becomes the title of the album and that one just sort of rose to the top because it did have a it did have a little bit of a nostalgia quality about it and we are looking at a long a long run together and there's also you know let's be very honest about it we're, we're like we don't know if we'll ever record another cd together because first of all 
you know, for those of you under the ages of 25 who are listening, a CD is a round disc that you put into a player. I mean, you know, um, so, you know, like it's not even a thing anymore. And, and so we're just kind of like, this is kind of like, I don't know, is this a last hurrah for, for that kind of part of our history? Who knows? Um, but it, it really felt like it was more just like actually kind of right in our wheelhouse to just go, as opposed to a thematic thing, like this is a big band record, or this is a tribute to, to, uh, I mean, we tried, we always try, yeah. you have to know, you, you, you asked the right question. Cause we do try, we kind of go, well, what do we want? You know, maybe we should do have a theme and we, and we go, we, we walk through all of what that could possibly sound like and everybody, cause we function as a democracy where we're listening here. What's your idea, Kim, Peter, what do you think? I'd like to go with this. And we and we walk through all of what that feels like, what that could sound like. And we realize that the only way what our most primary goal, I think, more often than not, is not to please the world or an industry that likes things tied up in a neat bowl, but to just please us. What does Kim need for the record? What is Peter? What could we how could we showcase Peter and highlight Peter? What does Jarman need? What does Lauren need? What and and somehow, you know, throughout that process. You know, the records, it, that's what it is. And that's who we are. And I think if anything, uh, in, now in hindsight, you know, because we've often gone through that exercise of like, well, we should kind of have a theme, you know, and screw it. You know, there's no, I mean, we just, this is who we are. This is, we have an, we really have an abundant wide array of gifts in this group. And, and nobody was a purist in any one lane. We aren't like, just wanna just be vocal jazz people. We all have different gifts. So we have to really just showcase that. And that's really as organic and simple as, as it is. And that is the primary importance, I think, when, it, when it's all said and done. We do try to find a theme. I think the one theme I came up with at the end was like, well, we've got a bunch of you know, famous composers there's Chick Corea, there's, there's Ellington, there's Dave Brubeck, there's our theme, go. You know, it was just like, you know, forget it. Just lead, just lead, lead with what we, what we want to say right now, what's in the best shape, what inspires up the most, uh, inspires us the most. And, uh, and, and I think in the end, that's the most authentic voice to lead with out there. And that's probably a teaching model for any student or artist out there too, is just lead with what is, what is most full in your heart at that time. And no one can ever beat that down by virtue of that. It's, there's nothing you could say about it, except just, th- you know, wow, that was a really eclectic record or geez, you know, I really enjoyed that. But, you know, so I think it's a really interesting process, but I will say, Nikki, we try, we do try to be like, you know, approach it and go, well, let's do an all strings record or let's do only guitar. Well, I remember we had a couple conversations about that. And then it's just like, what tunes do we like right now that are ready? Okay, go, let's do, just do that. Or we, or we do an album of all Paul Simon songs and don't do Bridge Over Troubled Water. Okay. Don't do, you know, like we just, you know, of course we don't do the well-known that we did mostly though, you know, you know, and then even the Ellington songs, we don't do well-known Ellington songs, we do obscure Ellington songs. So it's just, uh, well, we're, we're, it's the musician spirit. We're, we're like, like so many musicians that are, the the album reflects the way we consume music too the way we listen right, to music. No, we yeah, listen absolutely. to so many different styles we're not just like sitting around like like people are like so what's what saxophone players are you listening to today darwin i'm like none today actually i'm listening to something else i'm listening to you know i'm listening to actually some choral music today whatever uh so 
it, it's the way we consume music. So we love, and I, I don't know, I, I don't, if I were to just to put on a random music, I like it when it changes genres all the time. I don't want to sit there and just hang out listening to bebop for hours, whatever. So that's the way we sort of like to 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 serve as serve the music as well. And the other thing is, what do you want to sing for thirty four years? What what music is going to have the legs and last and be interesting yeah. for yeah. that long, right? And we're still doing some tunes that we did on our first record. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and the other consistency uh, in our pr produced music is our producer and, and the fact that Elliot Shiner has made the last uh, few CDs with us. So so there's a, a consistent stamp besides the four of us is, you know, the quality of Elliot Shiner. And some other amazing collaborators who, you know, came back for this album and who are popping up on other albums, which brings me to your point. I mean, I would say, Kim, in answer to your question, what do you want to sing for 34 years? Obviously, Traffic Jam by James Taylor. So <laughs> oh, bring it back. That'd be, fun. That'd be fun to do Traffic Jam again. Yeah, I mean, it's always relevant. All JT's just, you know, prescient in ways that blow my mind. Um, but speaking of, you know, collaborators, you have recorded with some phenomenally wonderful musicians there's been wdr big band and bob mincer and i remember oh gosh this is gonna age me but i remember peter talking to me at the time i think there was the album where paquito de rivera was guesting on and um and we were his guests well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes well paquito's on the phone actually oh it's his lawyer no but you know and and not only your collaborators, but you have toured beyond internationally. I mean, so many people say I've toured internationally because there was that stopover gig in, you know, Istanbul. But no, really, like the US, Europe, Asia, you're off to Israel next weekend. Uh, Darman mentioned you guys have just come off doing the Demiro Jazz Festival, which is in, you know, Washington State near Seattle. What still excites you about being one quarter of this quartet is it the prospect of collaborators to come um or is it uh, the the idea of travel to new places i'm thinking of peter saying you know this is not sexy and i know the travel really isn't sexy once the novelty has worn off but you know is it sexy travel <laughs> no i mean let's talk about airports these days I mean, there's nothing <laughs> there's just nothing fun about being in an airport now i mean they're just, you know, it used to be sort of, you know, exciting and not glamorous, but it was, you know, it felt like kind of, you know, life was heightened. You exhausting. know, what I mean? and now it's just like, oh my God, it's just, it's just not fun at all. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, I know we're all getting older, but I feel really sorry for people in their 70s. And, you know, these poor people are going through security and being pushed and shoved through. Security. And I'm just like, God, could we all just have a little more like, empathy for each other there's that word again yeah but, and frisks but... peter i mean oh, yeah. you you, oh, you yeah. used to love a good frisking and then you reached an age and you were like oh i, oh, I still do i'm not I up for you, <laughs> i think you missed a spot no but uh yeah it's uh yeah but i mean uh, yeah so so what excites you you know or is it or is it a sense that you really just feel and lauren uh, sort of alluded to this earlier that the creative well for the voices is um has yet to be emptied and there are still avenues to be mined. Well, I, I, I do think that I'm, I'm always curious about what the, what the four of us will come up with. I mean, I do think, you know, 
I'm you, I'm accustomed to everybody's individual point of view creatively, and they're all really voluptuous musicians in their own right. If all you have to do is listen to any one of the solo albums of, of how people think creatively. Um, but it, it, you're right. It's extraordinary what, when the four of us put our minds to it, what, what that collaborative process will, uh, the end result will be, um, you know, you just never know. Um, because we do push each other out of our creative corners. You know, I don't get to skulk about in just my my way, and neither does Darman, Peter, or Kim. We what we do together is we kind of, you know, we we make something collective. And yes, is there a leader in the charge at sometimes? Yes, a songwriter or an arrangement or or a uh, or a song um, or a voice that leads the charge. Yeah, but I do think it's. You know, I think I wonder about it, like when we talk about touring and all that stuff, or or could could it be something that like eventually we're 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 not so much touring, but we're still maybe recording and creating, and you still might get a record from us, but you may not see us, you know, you know, on the road hardcore anymore. And so one never knows um, what because the one thing that the pandemic taught us is that we can all record from our houses. And we and we created music in the midst of 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 a, of a huge void of of work opportunity. We we created work and created music. And so, if anything, it taught me that we can do whatever we want. We can just do whatever we want, and that's very empowering to say. If we want to make a record, we can make a record, and then we can. And so, I think I'm always going to be curious about perhaps what the four of us can write and also perhaps i think this is interesting perhaps maybe more than my colleagues but what four artists write for one another as as we get older you know that it's not going to be giant steps all the time or even ever again but what could it would would be really interesting to hear from from us that will execute really well where we are in our how beautiful is that to see more of because it's the same thing about we want to see more film with 50 60 and 70 year old actors telling 50 and 60 and 70 year old stories and then those story those that life is not over creatively it's just not maybe you know as marketable but if we if there's more of it to see out there musically and and in theater and in, on tv you know um it will be it will be more interesting. There will there will there is an audience out there. So I, I think that that's an interesting thing to think about um, for me personally. It could be giant steps. It's just going to be medium <laughs> swing. And Finally, this conversation is making me think about you know what have we done in thirty four years and how do we sing things for thirty four years and we've come to the art of quality compromise. I think that. When we all agree on something, it's pretty darn good, right? And it will live and it will still feel good. Um, and the, the other thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, being on the road at, at 60 is that when I leave my house to go on the road, I know that I'm joining my family. It's very comforting to know who I'm gonna be seeing and who I'm gonna be spending my precious time with, and that's with my family, my New York Voices family. And then to think about making music with my 
my blood family, like to make music with my son, that is so exciting to me. To that, and that's kind of those are the things that I, I dream about too. And those are the things that make me feel good about this the longevity of our career. We're looking forward to Ian playing bass for us so he, we can pay him like next to nothing and he can carry all our suitcases. <laughs> He's so totally. ready. Ah! Ah, he eats a lot though. Oh, that's true. That's true. A big, <laughs> he'll need a big food budget. Per, di per diem is going to be hell with that kid. But, um, yeah. Yes. And Ella will, Ella will start filling in for me. I'm going to be like, Ella, you go sing those, sing this tune for me. Go, go, go hang out with Kim on this tune and see how you like it. <laughs> and Nikki, I don't know if you, you know about that. I have two children, right? And did I, did you know that they're permanently my children? Yeah. No, Mazel Tov! Since when? when? September 16th. They became officially, uh, yeah. So. Oh, Petey Muzzle. Oh, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're going to be on the road with us soon. One will be a, I don't know, one will perhaps play totally. piano for us and one will do, do my our, nails. I don't know, do her nails and hair. Yeah, I don't know. Celia, you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. Oh, Cecilia, I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you, please, to come home. Celia, you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. Oh, Cecilia, I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you, please, to come incredibly excited to hear and see whatever you all do next because I think it's going to be an absolute delight and you keep us guessing us being listeners and ardent admirers could we finish off with a uh, quick fire round sure so one word answers as best you can and I will say George Clooney it's tricky good luck <laughs> and we're done that was great yeah. guys um I will say I did this with Duchess and those three vocalists who you also know well, Amy Servini, Melissa Stiliano, and Hilary Gardner. One word answers is, was the challenge for them, not having an answer, but it was like, but can I expand upon my my logic? So we'll see how we go. And and Hil Hillary can be a little can be a little randy, right? I mean, when she when she wants to be. So yeah, I love Hillary. Peter, it, it takes one to know one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go, Darman. Kim, Lauren, Peter. Kim, Lauren, Peter. I don't know the alphabet. <laughs> okay, so straight tone or vibrato? Straight tone. 
Both. It's it's both. Uh, yeah, both, but with, uh, with the, on the straight tone side. Ah, that more than one. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, even even straight tone is two words. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but you see this, and I don't mind us expanding because I do think that there are educational nuggets well, to be have here. But I will say for people who, because this is audio and not visual, Darman's face was incredibly pained when he just had to yeah. say straight tone and leave it at that. Well, well, it, but it's also interesting that you got a little bit more of a straight tone answer from Peter and I, and that's partly the the parts that we sing in a group like this, singing down those thirds and sevens in the bottom. They just really have to be more so. Just <laughs> stable um and you know obviously we love to use vibrato when it fits but yeah it is it that's that's a complicated that's a complicated question but we learned something about blending in a vocal quartet mm. sarah or ella i'm i i know ella's repertoire much more so i'd have to say ella mm, both i mean i guess i'd say sarah but not 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 by by and by like by, I don't by know. Nose. I'm the only one that's being committal. Come on, people. Yeah, it's because you're first. <laughs> Petey. Mm. Yeah, I I probably Ella. That's hard, but I'd probably say it's actually I I probably would just say I can't choose. Well, and it's also, you know, Ella's in my college curriculum and my student just learned Sarah's transcription. So it's like, they're both so incredibly valuable to the, to the, to the voice. And, and they were imperative. They, 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 they're pioneers, pioneers of sound in two different philosophies of the way that you can use your voice in the jazz, in the jazz expression. So, you know, it's, it, they're both so valuable. I, I am. Um, so there's really no. They're so different. So, I mean, so, so different, yeah. Good one word answers, everybody. <laughs> Everyone else is getting indigestion and Darman is exceedingly being like, I'm never playing a board game with these rule breakers again. <laughs> <laughs> we do play bingo. We do play virtual bingo. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Ballad or fly by the seat of your pants swinger? Well, the one I would choose you didn't offer what <laughs> medium swing oh, baby medium swing yeah um i don't know these days i think i don't god I'm, i'd almost go with ballad that's how i'm feeling these days but i'll go with ballad okay. today i'm a medium swing but i don't know if okay. i get to say that yeah you do okay yes i'm a, I'm a balladier mm. ballad ballad I'm not surprised. Yeah, if, if you had asked me when I was 25, of course I would have said, you know, bebop, up tempo, <laughs> higher, faster, louder. And, and in fact, go listen to our first album and you can see how that's reflected. Um, <clears throat> oh gosh. Okay, studio or live album? Oh, so I, everybody always wants to, everybody says, I, you guys got to do more live stuff. I'm such a stickler for being able to, especially in the modern world with, you know, being able to get into the, you know, cleaning things up and making everything sound that lovely balance between it feels like it was spontaneous, but you were able to control the elements. I so I, I kind of go lean towards studio for me. Studio. 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 <laughs> wow, wow. I that surprised me. I thought there'd be at least a couple of lives in here. Well, I, 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 I love studio. I live albums. I just like, oh, I don't want to hear other people. I just want to have the experience with listening myself. I don't want to have a crowd listening with me. So I just like studio albums. Yeah. 
And you can have a live spirit conveyed in a studio album, yeah. which we which we really try to have that spirit in there. But I love the paint box for a, a studio album because you can really do the detail work that finished paintings, you know, um, are part of part of the studio process and you don't get many of them. So it's really fun to finish a painting or a cup, you know, if your song is if songs or individual paintings and then the full thing is, is a painting. It's it's all that detail work that is so And now my turn to, to, to totally destroy a, a, a one word answer. But one of the things that's changed so much, again, going from like when we started recording in the late eighties to now, I mean, every album you hear, even a live album is really edited. By, I, mean, I don't mean by us, by I mean, talking about any artist you select, 99% of the albums you hear has been put through some sort of editing process to clean up so much loose ends and especially studio, you know, it's hard to just throw out raw live stuff out there and have people listen and and kind of say, that sounds great uh, because we're listening to stuff that's, that's so, every T is crossed and every I is dotted. And, and so what we still try to, what we try to do is use the tools that are out there to, to you know, do editing and make things sound nice and tight and we're on separate tracks so you can balance every chord exactly the way you want blah 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 but still hold on to the humanity of the way we sing and and hope it hopefully find that sweet spot sweet spot between between the two and you get to have other players on there too in a in a studio setting yep. you can bring in something special mm. and a full big band <laughs> while you're at yeah. it great answers and good takeaways uh, and a final one go it alone or go with friends solo or vocal quartet? Uh, friends. I, I, I honestly, when I say this sometimes in workshops, I say I enjoy the big fat chord that rings for days more than taking my yeah, scats. Friends away. as well, whether whether it's solo or, or, or yeah. with my colleagues here, it's still friends. It's always been about collaboration and, and sharing. Yeah, this is the reason I do it for 34 years, quartet. Cause you gotta have mm, friends. Yeah, uh, I'd say yes, yes. It's it's both, but it's friends probably, yes. I'm so glad Peter sang. I wanted to ask you guys to sing, but I was like, that's a weak ass. So ask, <laughs> weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> is that like bum, is that like bum in the butter or something <laughs> after, what we were talking about before? Yeah, well, after, after two weeks of COVID and not enough exercise, weak ass is also part of the issue, yeah. <laughs> There are places I remember all my life, though some have changed, some forever, not for better, and some have gone, and some still can recall some are dead and some are living in my life I love them all you're all such great sports like you know thank you for for doing that and I think you're all testament to the fact that not going it alone and going with friends has stood you all in great, great stead. 
I cannot thank you all enough for being guests on the jazz session today. Thank you over and over and over. Thank you for doing what you do too. It's really, really important. You keep our story alive and, uh, and we're grateful for that. All right, my loves. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Nikki. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On a clear day, rise and look around you, and you'll see who you are. On a clear day, how it will astound Outshines every star. You feel part of, part of every mountain, sea, and shore. You can hear from far and near a world you've never heard before. And on that massive thank you to New York Voices, Peter, Darman, Kim and Lauren for being this week's guests on the jazz session. I can't think of a more special ensemble to have on the show, especially as the final episode of the 14th season. Thank you to all of the listeners who've tuned in this season. It's been an absolute privilege to bring you these conversations week in and week out. I do hope you've enjoyed them and I'm incredibly appreciative for all the support that me and my guests have received from all of you. You'll be able to find details about the tracks that were played today in the show notes for this week's episode. As usual, I will post those and any other names or links that we might have mentioned. A huge thank you to the Respect Sextet at respectsextet.com for the theme music of this show. You're welcome to follow The Jazz Session on Twitter at Jazz Sesh and on Facebook and Instagram at The Jazz Session. There is also a YouTube page to which you can subscribe if you want to watch video excerpts 
notes of my conversations with the Jazz Sessions guests. A huge thank you to the patrons over at thejazzsession.com slash join. Head there today if you want to become a Patreon member. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in and to any support that you may shower upon this show, whether it's telling a friend, family, or four-legged pal about how much you enjoy these conversations. Thank you for listening. I'm Nikki Schrera, and I'll see you soon.